What's up, everybody? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all this evening. Hope everybody's having a good day. Hope everybody had a good day. I hope everybody has a great night, and I hope everybody's just enjoying and just enjoying the night with their family, friends, loved ones, your parents, or just chilling by yourself. You feel me? So, like each and every week, I got a banger episode for y'all. And plus, y'all you know, not a champions. In Saudi Arabia is just coming around the corner next week, and I am excited. I'm happy, but that's gonna be something that's gonna be planned on for next week. You already know. But I for like each and every episode, I got a banger of some topics to talk about with y'all each and every week. So I don't need to explain myself anymore. You already know how this goes. Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, go grab somewhere comfortable to sit, either with your by yourself, with your friends, with your family. And let's get right in today's episode. So, first topic that we have on the list. Obviously, since Backlash was like, a, like what, a week ago? Maybe a couple, like, think a little over a week ago. And, obviously, you know, I was talking about Bad Bunny and his match and he, how he showed up and showed out in his match. So, with that being said, my question for, for y'all. Is Bad Bunny better than Logan Paul? And then, like, because, come on now. Bad Bunny, Logan Paul. Bad Bunny has only wrestled one, like, besides Backlash, one other time when it was WrestleMania 37 with his former best friend, Damian Priest, against Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania 37 night one. And he showed up and showed out for his first match. On God. Second match came. He showed up and showed out in Puerto Rico. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Showed up and show out in front of thousands and thousands of Puerto Rican WWE fans, bro. Thousands, thousands of WWE fans, bro. And that pop, that pop was insane. That Puerto Rican crowd literally chanting his song back from 2017. I don't know what it's called, though, but I know he had Ric Flair on the cover and everything. But, bro. After I heard that song, I, I could have stopped listening to that for like a straight goddamn week, bro. Oh my god, that song is so far to this day. But um literally, if we gotta do comparisons, man, let's let's like like I said, starting with like with Bad Bunny, you know, first match, WrestleMania 37. He actually showed up and showed out at WrestleMania 37 with Damian Priest, beat Miss and Morrison, you know, and then obviously at you know the worst. Royal Rumble that we have seen in the modern era, Royal, uh, Royal Rumble 2022. Um, and he came, he like, when he came out, ran to the ring, that's when he, that's when the Royal Rumble match got better when he showed up, which was sad, but also good because he tells you, bro, I can not only do, I could just do regular matches. I, bro, I could show up and show up in like a big, huge main, like main event match like this, like the Royal Rumble. Like the Royal Rumble match, I can show up and show out. And that's what he did. That's what he showed up and showed out. He eliminated Sheamus. I think he eliminated one other person as well, too. And then after that, you already know Brock Lesnar came out, eliminated his ass, F5'd him and then eliminated him. But it was a it was a sad sight to see what that happened. But he he basically proved himself, bro. I can wrestle. Whatever you throw at me, I can wrestle. I can do this. And that's what he did. And then fast forward to Backlash at Puerto Rico. He showed up and showed up again in a San Juan street fight against Damian Priest, bruh. Did the Canadian Destroyer. Did every single move you could think of. Hit this man with a kendo stick. 
you have your boy Carlito come out, save my boy Bad Bunny. Bro, like, I'm, I'm just telling you, bro, that match, that match was so entertaining. It was, like, the best match of the night, bro. It was better than the main event. The second main event of, like, uh, Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. That first main event was better than the second main event, like, which was insane. And, I like, in my opinion, obviously, um, Damian Priest and Bad Bunny's match should have been, like, the last match on the on the match, on the match card. Like, oh, God, bro. It was so good. That should have been the last match. Then Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes, honestly. And seeing how he only been, like, wrestled three times at WWE, every single time, Bad Bunny, he showed up and showed out and brought us something entertaining and gave the crowd, you know, Yo, this is a very entertaining match. People loved it. Screaming out the seats. People say, Bad Bunny! Like, stuff like that. So, yeah, Bad Bunny did his shit. Now, let's go to, over to the Logan Paul. So, Logan Paul has been in the WWE since 2018 WrestleMania. No, no, sorry, not 2018. Why did I say that? He's been in the WWE since um, WrestleMania 38. So, he's only been in the WWE for a year. And he only wrestled four matches. He is two for two. He is uh, two wins, two losses. So, obviously, his first match teamed up with The Miz to go against Dominic and Rey Mysterio before Dominic turned heel and on, is on the Judgment Day. Um, and, obviously, he showed up and showed up with The Miz. With The Miz. Won the match with The Miz. Obviously, Miz turned on his ass. And then... Setting, they set up a match for The Miz and Logan Paul at SummerSlam later on that year. And Logan did show us, yo, I can, I'm not only just good as a tag team, but I can do shit so good, uh, some good shit solo-wise too. And that's what he did. And I'm like, he could, he hit every move that we've seen. He even hit this man with like the, um, the phenomenal forearm, even though it wasn't really a great phenomenal forearm, but he still hit him with the phenomenal forearm. Um, and obviously, I forget, and obviously he I, he rolled him up with a uh, frog splash as well too. So that's what also happened. And one, two, three, he got the win. And then literally his third match in WWE, he challenged Roman Reigns in in Saudi in Saudi for the undisputed WWE. Universal Championship, which was mind-boggling in my opinion. Mind-boggling. The challenge Roman Reigns after only having two matches, bruh. Bruh, it was crazy for him to be like, all right, I'm going to smash you, bruh. I'm going to like all my other pros, I'm going to smash you. But at the same time, he literally, he still gave us a banger main event match. That whole Crown Jewel, that whole Crown Jewel pay-per-view was fire, especially with that, that, that match. That main event match made it a, like, Made that match a five-star match. Like, that match was hella entertaining, hella dope. The crowd loved it. I loved it. People at home was watching loved it. Whether you love or hate Logan, the dude is phenomenal in the ring. I am sorry. Sorry. I'm like, I don't care if you be like, oh, he sucks. He this. You should stick to boxing. You should think to YouTube, bro. If, don't matter if you love him or hate him. The dude is made for wrestling, bro. He is made to wrestle. Simple. This man is made to wrestle on God. Like, he gave you a five-star banger match. Yeah, he lost the match, obviously, with the help of, you know, the Usos and everything. And also his boy Jake Paul, like, sorry, his brother Jake Paul getting involved. 
and then also solo shit. I thought it was gonna be a tag team match, like you know, tag team action. You know, the Paul Brothers versus the Usos. You know, how fire that tag team match would be. Oh God, just think about that. You know, how fire that match would be. Oh my God, that match would be so fucking amazing if that happened. But and then obviously he, he hit this man with everything you can think of, like hail toss, bruh, literally like frog splash. Put he put Roman through a table, and then midway, midway through his match, he broke. I think he broke uh one. I don't remember what part of his body, but somewhere in his leg he broke something, and it, he was hurting like crazy. And still gave us a fire bet, and he still gave us a banger match. After, even though he was injured in the middle of the match, he still put on an amazing match for all the fans at home and in Saudi that night. So, don't matter what you can tell me about Logan, bro, he is a fire, fire athlete in that ring. And he even go to NXT. He just signed. He's like, Triple H is like, all right, bet we sign you. And then sign him. His all four, all four of his matches has been bangers, bro. Imagine, even though despite him having two losses, one against Roman, his next one against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 38, like a couple months back. Like, bro has been giving us banger matches, bro. And let's, bro, even let, let's put in like Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. That match was also a banger. Now, obviously, night one of WrestleMania was a banger in in itself. But Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, that was a fire match. And then having, you know, KSI being the prime mascot. And then one of, <laughs> one of like, the moments of that match was, you know, Logan Paul putting his homeboy KSI through a table. Literally, as soon as he jumped, Seth Rollins moved KSI, knocked his ass up, put him through a fucking table. That was fire in itself. So you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me, oh, Logan Paul is average, Logan Paul is this, Logan Paul is that, he can't really, bruh, Logan Paul can wrestle. You give him Bad Bunny this credit, bruh, but where's Logan Paul's credit? This dude is made to wrestle, just like Bad Bunny. Yes, they're both celebrities, they're, one, is a, one is like an entertain. they're both entertainers, one is a musician, one just like podcasts and, you know, YouTube stuff, not as before, but he still does it. You obviously you gotta you can give Bad Bunny his flowers, but you can't give Logan his flowers. It don't matter what it is, bro. You can't give this man his flowers. And just almost, almost forgetting, almost forgetting this as well too. The dude showed up at Royal Rumble, bro. He showed up in the Royal Rumble and eliminated Seth Rollins, bro, and had a whole leaping moment with Ricochet colliding into each other, giving us like a great moment between Ricochet and Logan Paul. Like, and obviously, as soon as Logan Paul literally came up in that ring, everybody was like, bruh, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> like, literally, he's like, why the fuck are you here? Why are you in this ring with us? Why are you here? Like, real talk, why are you here? <laughs> and they and they gained up on this man. This man was like, fuck this, bruh. And he said, I'm going to let me. And then as soon as, as soon as Cody... And Seth Rollins had their moment. What did Logan do? Eliminate Seth Rollins. He eliminated his ass. So, you cannot tell me that this man does not belong in the WWE, bro. You cannot tell me shit. Out of all his four matches, including being involved 
in the Royal Rumble. Bruh. All of his moments, fire. Matches, excluding the Royal Rumble, fire. All of his moments, including the Royal Rumble, fire. Like, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 38, the three amigos. WrestleMania, like, sorry, SummerSlam, putting Miz through a table. Literally, um, so like Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, almost beating Royal, uh, Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, and also putting Roman through a table. Rest like you know Royal Rumble this past January, like all, like eliminating Seth Rollins and having a like a flying collision with Ricochet. WrestleMania 39, a full year in the WWE, even though he never really wrestled all that much matches. Put put his own homeboy, Kesai, through the table. Like, come on, man. Come on, man, bro. And and back back to my point. Back to my point. Who is a better wrestler? Logan Paul or Bad Bunny? And I'm going to tell you this. Y'all might hate me. Y'all might love me. I don't care. I don't care. The person that I feel like that is a better wrestler in this situation is Logan Paul. Y'all can hate me for this, bruh. But Logan Paul is a better wrestler, in my opinion. More better than Bad Bunny. And I'm like, and i I'm, I'm, I'm going to say my little piece. Like, I already, I already gave you my breakdown. I'm going to say my little piece. Why? Yes, even despite despite Logan being in, you know, the WWE for a year and not wrestling that much matches, the dude has skill. The dude has skill. He trains day in and day out. When it's like a match that he needs that he, you know, that he sets up that he said, yo, I want to fight this person. He takes it seriously. Obviously, I'm not saying Bad Bunny doesn't take it seriously. He does take it seriously. But with Bad Bunny, he needs more. Like, with Bad Bunny, he needs help. That's 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 the thing. It's, like, I'm not like, like obviously, just, what, what's wrong with help? What's wrong with getting help? There's nothing wrong with getting help. But for you to, if you think about it, for him to get helped with a Canadian destroyer, like, Damon had to do the entire work by himself. And he had, he needed to help um he needed to help um Bad Bunny or else if he didn't help him Bad Bunny would either one land wrong and break something of his uh, like in his own body parts or two uh break more Damien's body but injure him this time than the leg because the leg obviously that that hurt him him going Bad Bunny going after the leg at Backlash that also obviously hurt him but if he did the Canadian Destroyer wrong oh yeah. Damon would have been out for who knows how long. Especially probably Bad Bunny would have hurt himself pretty seriously bad. And then, because he needed help with that. And, and and then during the match, he looked like he was just... Bad Bunny looked like he was just done for at this point. He looked like he was done for. But with Logan, Logan doesn't really that need that much help when it comes to matches. He really doesn't. He can really hold his own in the ring. I mean, Bad Bunny, yes, he can hold his own, but he needs help. Logan Paul, he doesn't really that he doesn't really need that much help at all. Plus, he like 
when he went against Roman, he showed y'all, bro, I am made for the WWE. Like, he really did, he didn't, he didn't really need his brother to come out there and defend, like, to help his ass. I mean, like, he, yeah, he did, but really, did he need to? Not really. He could have hold, uh, like, literally defend him off on his own. But with Solo involved, obviously, you're going to need help regardless. But when he wrestled Roman, he basically showed us, yo, I am made for the WWE. I can wrestle the very best of the best. If you want to die me, cool. But I'm here. I am him. And I can wrestle the best of the best. And he and he showed that with Roman. He showed out. He literally showed that with Roman. And then, like, like really, right, like right when that match ended between Roman and Logan, it showed me, like, bro, Logan is a great wrestler. He can wrestle any best of the best champions. Shoot, he can wrestle Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Edge, like, The Miz, obviously, a two-time Grand Slam champion and beat a two-time Grand Slam champion. Like, that tells me all I need to know. Like, real talk. Anybody can beat The Miz, but him almost beating Roman and becoming undisputed WWE Universal Champion in Saudi Arabia last year, that tells me all I need to know. And I know there's going to be people out, people after when they hear this, when this, when this gets put out, saying, oh my God, you voted, you got, you said Logan over, uh, over Bad Buddy. Oh, boo, I don't like, okay, bye. I'm going to say what I said. I'm going to stand by it. Logan Paul is a better wrestler than Bad Bunny. And I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Logan Paul is the better fighter, the better performer, and the better wrestler than Bad Bunny. If you don't like me, fight me. Simple. Like, real talk. If you don't like me, fight me. Real talk. So, next one we have on the list. Yes, yeah, Roman Reigns. Oh my God! What? Why, Roman? Why? So, obviously, if you haven't been watching SmackDown, obviously, um, <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is defending the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships against Solo Sokoa and the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And at this point, just put up just you just put up the meme with him having all the title belts, including including the women's title belts, because this that's what the meme is gonna be now. We've seen this meme in the past beforehand, but now it, it it's it's real. It's real life. So I understand that when you know after after uh backlash, Sol Sokoa got the win for the bloodline and everything. So and Roman obviously was yelling at, you know, the Usos saying, "Isn't it, you know, your problem is your brothers, like your brothers ain't doing shit, and then blah, 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 and, and you know, after Jay was kissing Roman's ass, even though Jimmy didn't want to, and starting to realize, like, bro, this nigga don't like me, like, this nigga never really loved me, he only loved me since I had the titles and all this type of shit, and now he was like, Jay was like, bro, if you give us one more shot, we going to bring them tag team titles home. And then he was like, yeah, them tag team titles are coming back home. And then, obviously, Paul Heyman hit us with the most mind-boggling curve that we ever heard of. He said that, like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is going to lose to Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns 
And I was like, wow. This if this is not if this is not something crazy to hear out of Paul Heyman's mouth, then I don't know what is, bro. He said, fuck the Usos, bro. Roman said, fuck the Usos. Paul said, fuck the Usos. So Sokoa is silent himself. In his mind, he's like, I love my brothers, but fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, bro, f- fuck this. So, um, so now, instead of them giving the Usos one more shot to bring back Tag Team Gold to the bloodline again, he said, all right, since you, since you can't let to do shit, I'm going to be the one to take them titles off of Sammy and Kevin and bring them titles back to the bloodline. So now, this, this nigga's just standing all of a sudden. This nigga said, let me snap my fingers, and yeah, the titles are coming back on with me. Like, bruh, this, this isn't insane. So we're going to have, if this happens, if Roman wins this match, this man is four-belt Roman. If this, if this man wins, this man is four-belt Roman. He will, he will not only have the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, but if he wins, he will also have the Raw Tag Team Championship and the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, along with Solo Sokoa having both titles as well, too. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, bro. Roman does not need more another set of titles. He doesn't, man. The, the Universal title in the WWE Championship is, is well enough, bro. And also, you looking at that World Heavyweight title, stop it. Stop it, bro. You have enough titles already. Leave some titles for other people as well, too, bro. Like, I remember after he said what he said, you know, to the Usos and everything like that, and then, you know, putting up, like, yo, this, I dedicate this match to the world's greatest tag team champions of all time. And he said Alpha and Zika. And I'm like, yeah, this is not going to the Usos yet. Y'all, y'all fucked up to the point it ain't going to y'all. It's going to y'all great, 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 great grandparents, bruh. And that's uh it's pretty uh <laughs> it's pretty sad because not I mean not sad because he's going after the it is not, you know, it's getting put in the great great grandparents' name. It's sad because Roman's like, fuck y'all, I don't care about y'all no more. So and and now, you know, when he was going up to, you know, going up back up, you know, up the ramp, looking at that world heavyweight title, and I'm like, bro, nigga, you have already two titles. You don't need more. On top of that, you think you thinking about having tag team gold around your waist, bro. The last time this man had tag team gold around his waist was I think 2013 when he was still with the Shield, when Dean Ambrose had the um the United States Championship. Or, sorry, John Moxley had the United States Championship way back when. And Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins had tag team gold around their waist. And that was like 20, either 2013 or 2012. One of them two years. That's when this man last time had tag team gold, bro. And now you're pushing this man to have tag team gold again. Which is not wrong with that. But we don't need a four-belt Roman, bro. That's overload. That is way too much. That is way too much, man. You don't need a four-belt Roman. You already have a two-belt Roman, bro. This man has been two-belt Roman for since, since WrestleMania 38, bro. He's been two-belt Roman for over a year now. And obviously, at 90 Champions, he's going to be a 1,000 days reign for the Universal title. And then, and obviously, at 90 Champions, I don't know how long for the WWE Championship. But this dude has 
been two belt Roman for a long ass time. We we don't need a four belt Roman, bro. We don't need a four belt Roman. I understand maybe like the Indian series can get away with like a four belt person or a six belt or eight belt. But when it comes to WWE, bro, you do not need fucking four titles on your goddamn <laughs> on your god on your goddamn shoulder, bro. That's way too much. That's overload at that point. Like indies, you can get away with it. WWE, fuck no. No, just just no, bro. We don't we don't need a four belt Roman, bro. That is too much. That is that's overload, bro. We that is hella that's more than that's like that's like say for example, Roman having, you know, both WWE Universal Tag Team, Raw, SmackDown, and both mid card titles, bro. We don't no, man, that's that is too fucking much, bro. Too goddamn much. Like you, Kevin, Sammy, nigga, beat beat these niggas. Like, oh god, bro. Like, I don't want to see you beat like losing to Roman and Solo, bro. If you lost to Solo and Roman, that is it for WWE for me, man. If they lose to Solo and Roman, and they become and Roman becomes four belt, four belt tribal chief. I'm done with WWE at this point, bro. I'm like, I'm completely done, man. Like, why? Like, haven't I understand you having this match, man? Like, it could have been Solo and Jimmy or Solo and Jay, but Solo and Roman? I understand Roman's an unstoppable force, but if you have this nigga win four belts, bro, no one can beat this dude. No, like, no one. You thought you thought that maybe Cody Rhodes have a chance. Nope. If this nigga becomes a four belt champion. This nigga that standos, bro. This nigga just have just put the affinity gauntlet on on Roman, and you have like <laughs> you have the you're not you have the <laughs> the Universal Championship, WWE Championship, Raw Tag Team Championship, and SmackDown Tag Team Champion, all on one gauntlet, bro. All on one gauntlet. Like, come on, man. That is overload, bro. You don't need you don't need that to happen. As much as you know, if this was. If this was still Vince calling the shots, yes, he would love for Roman to win four belts. And then have the tag team titles to hold hostage too, bro. And then after that, WWE is just going to go downhill. Once you have Roman having just too much belts, bro. Once you have this man having four to five belts, it's that's when you know WWE's dead. <laughs> like, real talk, that's when you know WWE has killed itself as a brand. But we, we all, look, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this one time. One time, Sammy and Kevin, do your thing and put Roman and Solo six feet under, bro. If obviously I know that Roman's not gonna get pinned in this match, he's not. Obviously, to save that headache, you don't want Roman to get pinned because he's you know he's up and on his thousand days reign as Universal Champion. So obviously, there's no point of pinning this man. So the person that they're gonna have to pin anyway. It's Solo Sokoa in this match. They're gonna have to pin Solo regardless. Either, either, um, either Sammy, either Sammy pins Solo, or, 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 or Kevin Owens pins Solo. It's one of the two, man. Because I know Roman's not winning. Like, is not gonna get pinned in this match at all. He's a dominant champion. Dominant champions don't get pinned that often. And then obviously, obviously with Jimmy and Jay hearing that news, because now they're not gonna be the one challenging Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens titles obviously the Usos is gonna find a way to fuck up that match for Solo and Roman and cost them them titles 
And once they cost them them titles, it is it is over for for the Uso. It is over. You thought that little smack, you thought that little push was a like you know was was something that'd be like, yo, I want to see Jimmy super kick this nigga Roman. Nah, that's just that's just the tip of this iceberg, bro. Like, <laughs> and that's like I said, that's just the tip of this iceberg. Jimmy is gonna do something, bro. He's gonna get his lip back. He's probably gonna get his back, get back in blood. Cost Roman them title, you know, them title champ. Uh, that title win gonna cost you a solo that title win. Either, either you're gonna have solo Samoan Spike Roman on accident, or Samoan, or shoot Samoan Spike either Jimmy and Jay on purpose. Like we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. All I just know is that just we i don't i don't want i don't want roman or solo to win this match man as much as it's going to be a banger match in saudi cuz i know it will be we don't need this fucking we don't need roman to win fucking four belts man like it's two is enough two like i said two two is enough two is like a good much overload bro it's already overload enough four four belts that is extreme overload but i'm just letting you know right now man it's this nigga's turned into a mini Thanos. Like, real talk. If he wins these bells, this nigga's a mini Thanos. Like, nah. All I got, like, like I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this one. I'm going to say this one more time. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Beat this. Beat these two niggas, bro. Put them in the dirt. Put them six feet under. Because I do not want to see Roman and Solo win these titles, bro. If they do, WWE's over with. I'm over with WWE. That's it, bro. That's all I got to say, man. Like. I am going to be done with WWE if these two niggas, Solo and Roman, wins these title belts. But I know it's not going to happen. Jimmy and Jay, please cost these niggas them title wins, bro. Oh, God. And just Sammy and Kevin, do what you got to do to, you know, to secure them titles, bro. Y'all deserve it. Y'all y'all don't need to lose it to Roman and Solo after a couple months, bro. After not even a couple months, but after a couple days, actually. Do what you got to do. All right, going into the next topic. So, um... We got some unfortunate news as like maybe I think yesterday or the day before. So there's an article that uh, just came out not too long ago about Randy Orton, if he's going to come back to the WWE or not, or, you know, going to stay out for a lot longer. And his doctors and his father, Bob Orton, said that his doctors are against him returning to the ring. And I'm guessing his back injury is more serious than what we thought it would be. So this is what his father had to say. He said, he's training, so we'll see what happens. I don't know if he feels like he's ready to go back. I think he might. But again, he's pretty well taken care of. I don't think he needs to. And I think the doctors have told him not to. But Randy will do what Randy wants to do, which which is true. Randy Orton is Randy Orton. And it, it's it's sad to see that because that that injury, that well, that that injury after like after they lost the Raw Tag Team titles, I understand that they written off the TV after he got that beatdown with Riddle by, you know, Roman Reigns and the Usos. But that injury, that, that you know, that beatdown, that written, that written, off in, uh, written him off of TV, bruh, that... That's probably a career-ending uh, injury, man, honestly. From the way how they set up him up, getting written off a of TV like that, that is a career-ending injury and that no one really saw coming. Like, I understand they got the ass whooped after that match, like after the match ended, but 
in a way, the Ro- Roman Reigns and the Usos are the cause of, you know, his back, um, his back injury like that. Because honestly, did they really need to go off, go hard that hard? I mean, no, not really. But they whooped this man to the point they put him in the hospital, and he need he's gonna be out then longer than we expected. Because everybody thought, yo, you know, he can come back at you know WrestleMania. People thought, yo, he's gonna come back at WrestleMania. Didn't happen. People thought he was going to come back at Backlash. Didn't happen. People thought that he might come back before WrestleMania. Didn't happen. So, now his back injury is more serious than before. Um, Obviously, he's got to do a lot more healing because I think it affected his spine as well, too. And it's sad. It's literally sad to talk about this because literally a couple years ago when... He had a rivalry, when he had a rivalry with AJ Styles. I forgot what year it was, but he he kind of predicted this. He literally predicted this on an episode of um of uh, I think Raw. He predicted this on an episode of Raw, and he's like, I don't know how long I'm gonna be out for, but I may not be able to return. And he predicted that, and that was years ago, years ago, like a couple years ago. And now, you know, predicting what he said, that promo, literally years ago, and now that's finally happening to him, it's it's insane. It's literally insane, man. The dude's 41 years. I think 41. Or, I think he's either 41 or 42. He should be probably 42 by now. But this this man has been in WWE since, whew, since we since we all can remember, man. Like, oh, God, this man has been the WWE for a long, long time. And to see something like this, that he, like, he'll have a career-threatening injury to the point he may not even return, like, he's probably going to have to call in an early retirement, just like how Edge did with his neck. Just how Edge did. He he retired back in 09 because of a, a serious neck injury. He was out for, like, 11 years. It's it's insane to me, man. It's it's really insane to me, cause I don't want, I, I really don't want, like, you know, my boy Randy Orton to retire. Cause if Randy Orton retired, bro, this it's gonna be completely, a lot of people's gonna be sad, including myself, bro, because we still want there's there's so much feuds that this man can do. We're still, but we're still waiting for a Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton feud. We're still waiting for a Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns feud, bro. There is so much feuds that we still want to see in the WWE, but it may not even happen because of how serious his back injury is, man. And this dude is 43 years old. He literally said two years ago, I plan on retiring at age 50. And he's 43 now. And that if that back injury was never serious how it was or if never happened, bro, he would have been in the WWE healthy, still doing what he has to do. Obviously, he would be, you know, Doing like a little bit too much slower workouts, but still, you know, with because of his old age and everything. Well, not old age, but you know, because of how, how much you know, in, like how much this took a toll on him after so much years of landing on his back. Because his move, the RKO, is him landing on his back on his spinal cord, so he has to do the move. And obviously, all that wear and tear has caught up with him in in his age, and now he's gonna be out more longer than. What people expected to, including me thinking that because Randy Orton has been doing this since what? 
evolution days, man, before evolution days. So, like, it, it's, it's literally crazy. It's literally mind-boggling to me because these men, Randy Orton literally entered the WWE at, you know, the right place at the right time in the right era, too. And for him to be around that long, he's been in the company 20-plus years, being the youngest ever world heavyweight champion of all time. Like, like there, this man is a 14-time world champion, bro. 14-time world champion. 14-time WWE champion. He's a one-time Intercontinental champion. He is a one-time United States champion. He is a three-time tag team champion with one with Edge, one with Bray Wyatt, and one with Matt Riddle. He is a he's a two-time Royal Rumble winner. He's a 20, 20 he's a 2013 Money in the Bank winner. He is a Grand Slam champion, a Triple Crown champion. He literally had two Slammy Awards. And this man is just proving to himself, bro, yo. Even though I may, you know, even though I am older than, you know, a lot of people in the WWE, as much old as, like, Edge, as old as, you know, John and everybody, I'm, I'm still, I'm st- I can still keep up with y'all, bro. I've been, I've been in, like, what? I've been in WWE for, for many, many years, bro. I've seen it all, did it all, been everywhere. But something like this, man, to be almost like a career-ending injury is is insane. <laughs> Completely insane to me, man. Because I, I I wouldn't really know how to react. I really wouldn't know how to react if Randy Orton re- did an early retirement, man. Because <clears throat> well, it's it's twenty twenty three, so fifty. He will probably. <clears throat> I feel like this man will probably retire if it's you know if he comes back, he probably will retire. Somewhere around, somewhere around 2030. I feel like he will retire somewhere around 2030, man. Because he's been in the game for for a long, long time. He's had great rivalries, excellent rivalries. Like one, he had a lot of rivalries with Cena. He beat Batista. He he had rivalries with Batista. He had rivalries with Triple H. He's been with Triple H, uh, like, uh, uh, like right beside him when he was, uh, like, with the authority. Him as, you know, part of evolution. You know, him being a great, you know, being what RK bro. Rated RKO. Rated RKO. It's so much great teams, so much great people he's been around for a long time. He's literally had a, a great, in my, another, like, a, Always putting on great matches with Cena, great matches with um, Triple H. Shoot, I remember when it was him, Batista, and um, and Daniel Bryan. That match alone was fantastic, bro. Something that I really love to this day. And like I said, with Randy Orton gone, just like all these other wrestlers, bro, because everybody's getting up in age. Edge is getting up in age. She's soon going to retire. John Cena just literally put out a news article that he probably can't even wrestle anymore like he used to because his body. That's why he's that's why he's sticking to movies. Like and then we have and then we have like Randy Orton literally may not even come back to the WWE 
and probably do early retirement, man, because of how his back is. Yes, all the people that we know and love, Ed's going to go retire soon. John Cena's going to probably is about to hit retirement soon. Now we're going to hear, like, Randy Orton doing an early retirement? I, I don't know, bro. All, all, your favorite, all of our favorite wrestlers, all of our favorite classic old-time wrestlers, bro, they're going to go one day, bro. Maybe sooner than later than we hope, than we expect it. Because we probably think, yo, they're going to be around forever, bro. We're going to see them all. Nope, bro. There's just a time where it comes where it's like, bro, I had a great run. How, how, uh, I had a great run. Like, I, I did everything that I could do in the WWE. Now it's time for me to go on and do something better. Like, like for example, with, with Batista. Like, it's, you know, he was, he was done in the WWE after a while. Did and he's doing movies. Same thing with John. Uh, same thing with John Cena, bro. He's 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 literally doing shows. He's peace. He's like DC peacemaker, bro. He's in the new Fast. He's in the he was in a Fast and Furious Nine. He, and he's also in the new Fast X movie. That's coming out like what next? Like what? Like later this week? Like Friday? So and then. Randy Orton, like he has all this money, plus he, you know, spending time with a lot of his family and everything, going to, um, you know, event like events for the kids and all that type of stuff. And and shoot, we have my boy Big E. He he's probably not going to retire, but his his neck is still healing, man. Like there's so much, and like look at the Rock, bro. The Rock decide he he left WWE and he he needs to do movies, and he's like the probably the most successful. You know, wrestler turned actor in a, in 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 a long time, like real talk. This man has done every single movie you can think of. This man was in a music video and rapped. Like, come on now. Yeah, like he does. He has done TV shows as well too. This man has done interview TV shows. Like this man is does every has done everything in the WWE. And obviously, he will come back from time to time. You know, and. You know, loving the fans, missing the fans, and everything, and, and that's just a rock. That's just that's just a rock thing, man. That's like that's a rock thing. But all I'm all I'm just trying to say is, what I'm trying to do is try to get my point across and saying, it's will I say it's not? What, is it say it's the right time for Rain to go? No, I don't think it's the right time for Rain to go. But with his injuries, man, his injuries say otherwise. His injuries say otherwise. Even though he feel like he's not ready to go. His body will say, "Bruh, it's a fun. It was it was fun while it lasted, man. But I can't take more of this pain, bro. You have been landing on your back for twenty plus years, bro. My spine is like your spine has been wearing and tearing, my boy. I don't think I can do this no more. Like, real talk, man. His his spine is is slowly giving out, slowly giving out. Like well, like, like I won't really come to my sense if 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 uh, if Randy's gone." Like I said, there's there's many matches that I would love to see if Randy is not going to return, bro. Like matches that we wanted to get but we haven't got because of his injury. It was how serious his injury's been. It won't be the same with Randy Orton gone, bro. John Cena leaving? Not we already know that's not the same. Obviously, a lot of the people that we know and love that left, bro, it hasn't been the same. Tista gone. Ric Flair gone. John Cena gone. Randy Orton about that time to almost be gone. Like, honestly, the next generation is slowly coming in, and then the older generation is slow is like vastly leaping out, man. It's it's just like I'm just saying, it's just an unfor- unfortunate news that I have to talk about this because 
Everybody loves Randy, bro. Everybody loves Randy. Ready, whether you like the hate his ass or not, bro. Randy's just him. He's always been him. He's been him for twenty plus years, bro. Twenty plus years. To see Randy gone, I wouldn't really know if he said, bro, like, like I love y'all, love y'all to death, but I'm gonna have to like get my shitting out. Early retirement, man. Like something he doesn't want to do, but he's gonna have to do. But we just gotta see what uh what will happen later on because. I mean, yeah, they said they like you know his father say he it's Randy he can do what he wants he can go back what he wants to, but at the moment he's not ready to come back, man. Unless he's fully properly healed, he's not coming back. Simple. But like honestly, Randy, I hope you I wish you a speedy recovery, man. I know that you know you already had your surgery and, and stuff already. Um, we just need like obviously we just waiting for the healing process, seeing whether whether uh they say he's right to come back or not, and. We'll just see what happens, man. Like, like I said, it's unfortunate no unfortunate news for me to talk about this, but has I had to talk about it, bro. With as, as much as I love Randy Orton, since I was like, you know, preteen, little kid, going up to my adult years, and me now being twenty two, it just be a, it will be a sad sight to see when Randy Orton's just up and gone, and we just don't. You know, we won't get to see stuff that we promised that he basically that we've been wanting to see for a long time. But we'll just see what happens, what the doctor says, what his father will say and what, you know, if he will ever hear something, hear anything from him. So, but uh, next, uh, next top I want to talk about on this list. So another tragedy, something that, you know, WWE had avoided for many, many years and what I feel like in my opinion, if I should talk about this, well, not talk about it, but something that that should be talked about, but at the same time not because of how serious the uh, story is and how he was as a person. And sh- and I was thinking in my mind, should Chris Benoit, former former in my way, former um, Grand Slam champion, and you know. Tragedy. Should Chris Benoit should should his legacy be remembered? And let's let's break down everything from how he was so Eddie died to you know his tragedy with his you know killing his you know family and stuff. So obviously Chris Benoit getting pushed as a single star. He was a former tag team champion, former world heavyweight champion, former. Um, United States champion, and I think former Intercontinental champion as well, too, I think, at that time. And, obviously, Chris Benoit has been in WWE from 2000 to 2007. And this man, in that short amount of time, he has he has done a lot. He has, literally has done a lot. And Chris Benoit, it's it's... It's a touchy subject to 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 talk about, like real talk. Like he's literally, I mean, he's been wrestling in pro wrestling for what twenty two plus years, but his other shit is it's crazy, man. Because obviously, it's like it's like something hard to talk about with Chris Benoit because Chris Chris Benoit is he had mental problems after Eddie died. Like he had a whole bunch of he had a whole bunch of um, problems after Eddie died, but we get back. To, we, we, I, we will get back to this. So, but um, 
obviously this Chris Benoit in the WWE, he is definitely um he has held a lot of titles. He he's been wrestling for 22 years, yes, but he's hold like obviously titles in the WWF slash WWE, WCW, ECW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So and yes, even though he has done it all, we can't really exclude the fact that he that he killed he killed his own family, bro. He's murdered his own family. Yes, you'd be like, oh, you can separate his him being a wrestler from him being a you know murderer. Like, no, you can't, bro. You can't really you can't really separate something like that. So now if that never really happened, now we'd be like, okay, yeah, you could probably separate him. But you can't. You can't separate something like that, bro. You can't at all. Because this this man literally this this man literally murdered his family in daylight, broad fucking daylight. Like he literally in he literally did double murder and suicide after he killed them. After he killed his wife and son, he did he he, he killed himself. Literally. He murdered his wife, bro. Like, you can't, you know, for people to say, oh, yeah, that's Chris. That Chris Brown was my boy, bro. My boy. Literally, literally, Paul Heyman talked about this shit. Talked about Chris Benoit. Because when somebody called it, oh, yeah, that's my boy. That's your boy? From For a person that literally killed his family, killed his wife and his son, and then killed himself? Be... It's not your boy, bro. That's that's fucked up. He literally killed his his wife in broad daylight and then killed his seven-year-old son a day after. And then killed himself a day after that, bro. Like once once obviously Eddie Guerrero Eddie Guerrero died, he wasn't himself after that. He literally wasn't himself after that. Because Eddie Guerrero was his best fucking friend in the WWE. In those early times, Eddie Guerrero was his best fucking friend. Because I remember, I think it was this WrestleMania 22. Like, I think this is WrestleMania 22, right? Obviously, at that time, Chris Benoit beat Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship. And beat... And and beat them and got the title. Obviously, I forgot who... Um, Eddie Guerrero beat for the WWE Championship, but you know, they're both friends, close best friends and both winning gold, both friends winning gold at WrestleMania 22. And then after that, after Eddie Guerrero's, you know, heart attack slash Caesar, him getting, you know, his death just happening suddenly. Chris Benoit wasn't the same after that. He just wasn't the same after his death, man. Like it, it wasn't. It, he just wasn't the same at all. It and it talking about it is it's it's just terrible to talk about, literally. Because he after after Eddie he, after Eddie's death, man, it, nothing about him was the same, and I mean nothing, bro. And he had. So much drugs in his body when he killed them. So much drugs, bro. 
Like, literally, his wife had, like, three drugs in her system, bro. And Benoit also had the same amount of drugs, bro. Just a lot. He probably, he probably took a lot more at that time. And, un- like, I understand now, like, Dota B is excluding everything that that's Chris Benoit has done. They're trying to avoid Chris Benoit as ever because no one... I, I, you don't want, like, a famous wrestling company like WWE getting remembered off of Chris Benoit's legacy of how, yeah, he was a great person, but he married, but he, like, but he murdered his own children and then killed himself, bro. Like, you, you don't want to be mem- remembered off of something like that. I mean, yeah, you can probably watch his, you know, watch Chris Benoit's stuff because his stuff is still on YouTube somewhere or still on the internet somewhere. But... I understand why WWE doesn't want to remember his legacy, bro. I don't want to honestly just ask, ask the question again, bro. I don't want to remember his legacy, bro. It doesn't matter how good this man was at pro wrestling, but he still killed his own family in broad fucking daylight. This it doesn't it doesn't change anything, man. It doesn't. This man still killed his family in broad daylight. His wife one day, his son the next day, then killed himself the la- the next day. Like, you want to be remembered off of something like that? You want to be like, yo, I love Chris Benoit. I mean, even though he killed two people, I still love this man. Why the fuck you should not? Why the fuck would you love someone that murdered somebody? That doesn't make sense. That's like me saying, oh, yeah, I love my homie. I mean, yeah, he killed like 10 people and probably shut up and shut up and probably shut up like some of his own boys. But I still love him. Like, bro, he was a father. He was a friend. But this nigga was a murderer as well, too. Like, you probably love Cub, but he's a murderer. He's a murderer. Just that, yeah, I'm just saying, that's, that's like the same fucking way. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's great in the ring, bro. He, he's former world heavyweight champion, bro. He had a great match. He had a great rivalry with Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, even though he killed, like, a couple people, but he still had a great, he still had a great run in WWE. Like, any person that's thinking like that, bro, please, please cut the fucking shit, bro. Cut the fucking shit, man. Oh, God, bro. Like, no. You don't want a famous wrestling company to be remembered off of something like that, man. You don't want that shit to happen. I mean, yeah, if I have to read off this man's accolades, like, real talk, like, right now. Like, obviously, this this man, obviously, um, he, he was an EC, he was like a CWA World Tag Team Champion. He was an ECW World Tag Team Champion. He was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was a Junior Heavyweight Champion. Obviously, he he um he was he was in the WWF before it was called the WWE. He was the World World Heavyweight Champion in uh, WCW. He was the Lightweight Heavyweight Champion in WWF. He was you know WCW World Tag Team Champion twice. He was a WCW World Television Champion three times. He was a WCW United States Heavyweight Champion. He was a he was a seven-time WCW Triple Crown Champion. And then in WWE, he was a World Heavyweight Champion, Tag Team Champion, United States Champion, Intercontinental Champion. You know, a three-time WWF World Tag Team Champion, Royal Rumble winner, and a 12 Triple Crown winner. This is all in a matter of 2000 to fucking 2007, bro. This is a matter of of seven years, bro, before this leads up to him killing his goddamn family. Now, back to my question. 
Should Chris Benoit's legacy be remembered? No. His 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 legacy should not be fucking remembered, bro. On God. I would never I do not want to be remembered. I don't want my company to be remembered by someone that murdered his own family in broad fucking daylight, man. Fuck no. Like you could get that bullshit out of here, bro. I do not want to be, I don't want my company. If I was this big man, bro, I would erase everything just like they did with Chris Benoit. Everything from this man. Every accolade he ever won, every championship this ever won, every moment this nigga ever even had, bro. I am glad that they're erasing this man from existence because, bro, you don't want to, you don't want your company to be remembered off of being, oh yeah, Chris Benoit was a great champion. He murdered some people, but he's a great champion. Bro, you don't want to be remembered off something like that, bro. Something serious like that that can hurt your brand. That can hurt your fucking company. I am glad they don't mention this nigga to this day, bro. Even though, yes, his stuff is still out there on the internet, man. It's still posted somewhere out there. Just don't be remembered by something that fucking seriously that will hurt your brand to the point. You might not even see, you know, have people come in like to your arena again after that fucking whole tragedy happened, bro. So... I'll say good job for WWE still covering that up because they don't want to be remembered off for something that serious at all ever again like that. So, you know, anything that comes seriously along that way, if anything like that happens again, obviously they know to erase them from history, from w from wrestling history. Because I, I don't want them to be remembered like that. I know if I had a company, a wrestling company, and shit, I don't want to be remembered off of something like that. That's serious to the point, you know, you're going to lose honorable fans because of that shit. So anybody that's saying, yo, Chris Benoit, that's my boy. Even though he murdered people, that's my boy. Bruh, leave. Leave, bruh. Like, leave the company. Like, don't be associated with me. Don't be around me, bruh. Like, you need help mentally and physically and emotionally at that point, bruh. So I'm glad that they're not going to remember Chris Benoit anymore. Yes, I had to talk about it because it was on my mind. And, you know, some people are just talking about it. And I just want to get my two cents about the whole situation, about if he should be remembered or not. So, but yeah, bruh. Do not remember this nigga Chris Benoit at all, bro. He's not worth it to be remembered, and it's staying like that for good. All right, so next one I want to talk about is um something that Wrestling uh Wrestling Republic posted on their Instagram saying about the world, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship tournament and everything. How like everybody is like, you know, in their like forties, going on to fifties, and Seth Rollins is like the youngest person, when technically Seth Rollins is not really the youngest person in there. Austin Theory is, because he's the United States champion. He's only like 24 fucking years old, but that's besides the point. And he's complaining that, yo, everybody's in there is old. Everybody's in there. There's no new stars in there. And he's complaining, yo, like, we need to put, like, we need to put, like, young stars in this tournament. And, and, and so my question, and though so the question that they posted was, is WWE building up too many older stars over young ones, younger ones? And that's this is where NXT comes in, bro. NXT is for the young stars, the people that want to develop themselves, you know, get better. Because that's where you start off, man. It's NXT, then it's the, you know, then it's the main roster. Not the main roster in NXT. Unless you want to go back to NXT to rebrand yourself, then that's a whole different story. But that's what NXT is for, bro. Putting young stars that called like that called up to the main roster, like for example, um, Cameron Grimes, Gra uh, Grayson Waller, uh, Apollo Cruz. Even though he's not, you know, he's technically been on the main roster already. This is the second time coming back to the main roster, and just 
And, you know, everybody like that, like them, they, they think, yo, like, have young stars be in this. And I'm like, yes, you can have young stars in this, in this, you know, in this tournament. But it doesn't really make sense because if you think about it, each one of these people held championship gold already. Like, you got you to gotta think about that, bro. Like, everybody in this tournament already held championship gold, man. Like, Bobby Lashley is a two, former two-time WWE champion. Edge is a form is like a what I think a fourteen time I think eleven time a world heavyweight champion a world champion AJ Styles a two time WWE champion Rey Mysterio a two time world champion Austin Theory he's like the only young person that has not won you know world gold or world heavyweight gold or WWE championship gold besides the United States champion championship he's a two time United States champion. Sheamus is a is a world is a is a is a one time sorry has has world has sorry has held world gold more than twice. Miz a two time Grand Slam champion. Shinsuke Nakamura he is a world he's a, a former NXT world champion. Finn Balor is the first you is the first ever like Universal champion and a two time NXT champion. Cody Rhodes, the only like probably the only one besides, you know, Damon Priest that's on uh, and you know Austin Theory that's on his list that hasn't won World Championship gold yet. Seth Rollins, do I need to even say more? Heist of the year, two-time former Universal Champion. He's been Mr. Money in the Bank. He has been WWE Champion. He has done it all already. Damian Priest, a former United States Champion, former NXT North American Champion. Do I need to say more? Cody Rhodes, tag team champion, intercontinental champion. He's done it. He's done it. He hasn't been world championship, world champion yet. But you got to think about it, man. When it comes to when it comes to building up, you know, younger stars, that's what like I said, that is what NXT is made for. NXT is to is made for building up younger stars for a reason, man. You're just not going to have a young star like, if you take Solo Sokoa, for example, he's only been NXT for one fucking year, and he's been thrown to the... He said, you know what? You know what? We're going to put you on the bloodline. And blah, he's been on the bloodline. He's only been in WWE for a good fucking year, bro. A good year. And he's been immediately thrown to the main roster just like that. So, like, you said you want to say, yo, you know, you want to say, oh, like, there's not enough young stars, bro. There's not enough young stars to be like, yo, this this should be a young dominant. You know, this should be a young, you know, you know, tournament to see who's the next, you know, you, uh, world heavyweight champion for the young stars out there. But you can't, you can't blame, you can't blame younger stars if they're not ready or not ready for the big leagues yet, man. You can't put them in there, bro. But you know, there's some fault when it comes to booking, yes. But you cannot blame it all on um you can't you can't blame it all on you know them not just putting in the young stars. Austin Theory is the only young star in that entire tournament, bro. He was on the only young star in that entire goddamn tournament, bro. Like, but you gotta think about it. Like this, you got this is what you guys gotta think about it. When it comes to pushing younger stars, it's not just about the right one. And if they don't push these guys, 
you know, we will we will never hear about it in the end. It will always be a lose-lose with wrestling fans, bro, on God. Like, you got to think about it, man. Like, if it's like, oh, you're not pushing the young stars, bro. And if you're pushing if you're pushing the younger stars, and if it's not, like, the right ones, like, say, for example, like, Braun Breaker. Like, if Braun Breaker was, like, called up to NXT, but he was never put into that World Heavyweight Championship tournament, you know how much wrestling fans would have been on WWE's ass in like on Twitter, on Instagram, on from on YouTube, like and just on Facebook even. You know how much people would be on Vince McMahon and Triple H's ass, like, bro, why isn't Braun Breaker on on this tournament, man? He should be on this tournament. He's he's world. He's held the world heavyweight. He, sorry, he has he has held the NXT championship for a little more over than a year. Why is he not on this tournament? Like, bro. Like, shut the fuck up, bro. Shut up. He's only, like, bro, he's only hold, you know, NXT gold for over a year, plus counting him holding uh, NXT gold for the first time for a couple months, man. Like, get, let these men, let the younger stars have, have room to breathe, and on top of that, develop themselves more, bro. Because you can't be like, oh, let's put this man immediately in a, you know, in a World Heavyweight Championship tournament without even seeing what the fuck this man can do at all. Like, barely. If he hasn't barely done anything in NXT, what makes you think it's for, you know, he needs to do shit on the main roster to be like, oh, yeah, he's a really great star. Let's push him to the moon. Like, fuck no, man. Like, you you got to think about this shit, bro. You got to think about this. <laughs> I, don't know what's what, I don't know what's wrong with WWE fans just being unsatisfied with just not getting in their way all the time. Like, like it's, like, if you think about it, 40 is the new 30 when it comes to athletes nowadays, bro. If you think about it, bro, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Edge, they're all, like, 40-plus, bro. 40-plus. And they move like they're in their 20s, man. Some of them look the same way like they did their goddamn 20s. So, you can't, like, I don't really, in my opinion, I really don't see nothing wrong with, you know, the age being, like, the average age in this tournament, like, being 42 years old. Like, if you don't, if you remember DDP, bro, he wrestled, he started wrestling at the age 30 fucking 5, bro. 35! And he won, and he won his first world championship at 43. In wrestling, age is nothing but a fucking number, bro. It's it's just nothing but a number. Like, oh, God, bro. Like, and in my mind, like, why does age really play a, it's supposed to play a huge factor in pro wrestling or just in sports entertainment in general, bro? Like, if you think about, like, if you, like, for example, Chris Jericho, bro. He won the AEW World Championship at 50, bro. 50! 50 years old. And if not the 50s, maybe like what? Late 40s? Going on to 50 still? Either way, bruh. Like, he, like you're, and plus you're going to get someone that's maybe like 30 years old. 30 to 35. Maybe even pushing 40 at the same time, bruh. Like, you can't, you can't talk shit, bruh. You really can't talk shit when it comes to wrestling, bruh. Like, who cares about the age limit at this point when it comes to wrestling? Since when has age ever fucking mattered in wrestling, bro? It never mattered. Ever. Like, if you think about it, bro. Like, 
if you got to go back to evolute, like, you know, Rufus aggression era, bro, like evolution, Randy Orton was the youngest world heavyweight champion at that fucking time, bro. At that time. Hasn't been on WWE for fucking more than, like, what, a year? Probably maybe even a little bit longer than that, bro. And has been world heavyweight champion. The youngest world heavyweight champion of all time, bro. Like, yes, give if, if in my opinion, and you people's going to hate me for this, you might as well just give the title to someone that has been established. You know, someone has been established in WWE for a long time, bro. And then you can hand it off to, like, the up-and-coming guy, like, maybe, like, a year or a year and a half or two years later going down on the road, bro. Like, you got to let people's time to develop, bro. You got to let it there. You got to let them marinate, bro. You got to let them cook, bro. You don't let them cook, bro. What happens if you say, for example, what if, like, the entire tournament was nothing but young stars, including Austin Theory, bro? And then next, you know, you maybe you have, like, the next big thing with the world heavyweight champ, like, the world heavyweight title. And then the person loses it in a matter of a goddamn month, bro. What does that goddamn tell you? What does that tell you? That he was never ready for the big leagues anyway. He was never ready for the big leagues. You're pushing someone to the moon like that saying, yo, he should be world heavyweight champion as soon as he gets on there, bro. But he has barely wrestled or won a match in the WWE on the main roster. How are you going to push someone to the moon that has barely won a match, bro, on the main roster? Has not even started wrestling on the main roster for that fucking time. Like, you got to think, you got to, like, when it comes to shit like this, you got to think about stuff like that, bro. Don't push someone to the moon if they're not completely ready for the main roster, man. Like, oh my gosh, man. Like, you, you got to think about shit like this, man. I understand you want to push younger talent. You want to give opportunity to younger talent. Yes, that's what NXT is for. NXT is made for the younger talent, man. And then when you get pushed, and then when you got when WWE, when the higher ups see, oh yeah, he he was really good at NXT. Let's see how he does in the main roster. You gotta show up and show out, and you give you gotta be on your A game every fucking day. That doesn't matter if it's taped live shows, if it's live events, if it's pay per views. You gotta show up and show out. You gotta be on your A game twenty four seven. If you slip up. Every single time, bro, they're not going to take you seriously. They're going to be like, yo, you were like, you were pushed hella, hella, like, much in, in NXT. What happened when they hit the main roster? What what happened? You were supposed to be pushed galore. People was waiting for you. People was asking for you. And now when you come to the main roster, it's like, you barely wrestle a match here. You barely match, wrestle a match there. When you do wrestle a match, you lose here. You lose here. You lose here. Like, what, what's up with that? Like, people was asking, bro, you should have been pushed galore. And then when you're trying to, like... Actually trying to do your thing when they said, yo, do do like show us like show us what you want to like you gotta do. And then you start losing matches like fucking crazy on the main roster. That's how you end up getting fucking cut. Like, I don't like people like when I saw the lineup for the tournament, I wasn't even mad at it. Cause it's all like people that A deserves to be champion again. B hasn't held a title in who knows how long. C Needs to be world champion or D all the fucking above. That that's how I see it for this tournament. That's how I saw it for like the world heavyweight championship tournament. And then having Seth Rollins, a person that hasn't won cha- like world gold in a matter of three to four years. AJ Styles the same thing hasn't world hasn't held the WWE title since 2016, I believe. I think yeah hasn't hold hold the title since 2016. 
he hasn't had the whole like championship gold for I mean world heavyweight championship gold for a long time. So Seth Rollins hadn't held shit like world gold since 2019. AJ Styles haven't held WWE World Heavyweight Championship gold in tw- since 2016. These two on this, I mean, including Edge. Edge obviously hasn't held gold for a long time. Northern Northern Raven Stereo has held gold for a long time. But Seth Rollins and AJ Styles is the most deserved people that should be pushed on this list anyway. They haven't held gold in a long time besides Ray and Edge, excluding them out of the question. But in that in that entire match, Seth Rollins is the fan favorite to win that entire tournament anyway, bruh. So I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if Seth Rollins, you know, beat Styles to become the new world heavyweight championship. I mean, world heavyweight champion. And I wouldn't be mad if either AJ Styles, if they put Audible and have AJ Styles beat Seth Rollins to win the world heavyweight championship. I wouldn't be mad at either of those two. It's a 50-50 for me at this point. But stop complaining. It's like, bro, you need to push. You need to push young stars, bro. You need to push young stars. We need young stars on the roster again. I wasn't a young star. Like, bro, shut up, bro. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, shut up, bro. Yes, push young stars, but don't push them into the fucking deep end to the point they can't swim. Like, swim out of that shit again, bro. I'm sorry. Like, you can hate me for saying this. Yes, you can push young stars. But let them cook. Give them about two to three years, and th- or like maybe like a good two years, and then put them in like you know, you know, you can put them in the you know the chat like the tag team title scene or the you know the mid card scene or the upper mid card scene. But don't push them to the deep. Them expect them to be world heavyweight champion in a matter of a fucking year or year and a half or two years. That shit's not gonna fucking happen. Like let them cook, let them develop, let them like you know get get you know, better as time goes on in the main roster, and then we'll see if they're worthy enough to be World Heavyweight Champion. But until then, let them develop their fucking characters first on the main roster. Yes, they were over in NXT, but they gotta let them cook in the main roster to see if the higher-ups will want them to be World Heavyweight Champion or should be pushed to be the next big per- the next big thing. It's fucking ridiculous. And then on top of that, this is moving on into the Cameron Grimes thing, bruh. Because Cameron Crimes literally won his first match on on SmackDown against Baron Corbin. Obviously, Baron Corbin obviously set himself up to lose anyway, you know, and got his ass whooped by Cameron Grimes in a matter of a couple seconds. But, you know, I'm going to talk about Baron Corbin like, you know, another podcast episode. But Cameron Grimes beat Baron Corbin in a matter of a couple seconds. And then they're already talking about, oh, should this man, Cameron Grimes, be like the the most, you know, you know, the like a, a main, like a main, like a, like a, a very great, he needs to have a great push in, on SmackDown. Like, bruh, this nigga hasn't even been on SmackDown for a week, bruh. And you want to push this man to be, you know, the one on SmackDown? Bruh, he has only won, he only has had one match. One match on the main roster. And you already want to push this man to the moon. Yes, I would love to see this man be pushed to the moon. But this man only had one match. One match. This is this is what I'm talking about. Yes, you want to push young stars. I understand that. But you already want to give this man main event time, bruh. 
Main event time. This man only has been on SmackDown for one night. One night! This is, this is me going back to saying, bro, you're pushing young stars. But yes, you can push young stars. There's no problem of pushing one, like, you know, of young stars, bro. Like, but when it comes to NXT call-ups, bro, that's only rare when NXT call-ups have the best fucking career on the main roster, bro. And that's rare. That's hella rare, bro. Hella rare. Like, when you when you when you expect NXT call-ups, do you expect them to have like a Stone Cold Steve Austin pop or a Seth Rollins pop or or a Roman Reigns pop? Just getting fucking more ridiculous each and every time, bro. Each and every time. Because because when it comes to like fans are just never satisfied at this point. <laughs> like they're never satisfied. And I'm 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 calling out all WWE fans, bro. Including myself. Sometimes I expect a little bit too much from WWE. But at the same time, you gotta think about, it, bro. It's just NXT, bro. It's NXT people going into the main roster, man. Like. I like I don't expect them to be like, you know, to pop like you know, like get a pop like Randy or John or Seth or Roman or anybody else on that factor or AJ Styles. So, like, but they've been on WWE programming for a minute now. So, you know, I'm not surprised with the lack of enthusiasm when it comes from fans and, you know, WWE wrestlers at this point. Because on top of that, like, me, I watch NXT. So I feel like, you know, there's some people on NXT that should be on the main roster already but are not because, you know, they've probably still got a little bit more to develop on, you know, NXT before they hit the main roster. And there's a lot of there's a lot of main event, you know, roster fans that don't really watch NXT like that either. So, like, literally, if you think about it, for example, LA Knight. I know who LA Knight was because I watched NXT. Because he was so popular at NXT, man. Because I remember he won the Million Dollar Championship and beat uh, Cameron Grimes. And Cameron Grimes and LA Knight had, like, a, um, a little rivalry going on for that, you know, that Million Dollar, you know, championship. And, like, like when it comes, and now when, like, L.A. Knight came to the main roster, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I know who, I know who L.A. Knight is, bro. L.A. Knight is on NXT, bro. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, bro, no, the, you don't even know shit about L.A. Knight, bro. You don't know anything about L.A. Knight, yeah. You don't know anything about that dude, bro. The most popular person on the mic at that time was L.A. A night, yeah. And that man had a fire promo each and every time, bro. Each and every time. So, like, and then you're talking about like, yo, JD McDonough, bro. Like, I understand, bro. JD McDonough is, is also like he he debuted on Monday Night Raw earlier this like earlier in the week, man. Along with along with Vag uh, Von Wagner, or uh, or. Uh, Oh, was it Von Wager? Von Wagner? I don't know how he pronounced his last name. And, you know, he immediately went after Dolph Ziggler and made a statement. He said, you know, yeah, I'm like, he probably has done, he hasn't probably done much on NXT, but, you know, we just, you know, he wants to see what he can bring to the table when it comes to Monday Night Raw. And, 
like, and the, me going back to like, you know, all these, you know, NXT call-ups, bro. Bro, you got to give them time to cook, bro. Like I'm saying with Cameron Grimes, you got to give this man time to cook. But what I say right off the bat after him winning his first match, beating Baron Corman in a matter of seconds, that he deserves to become a main event star on SmackDown already without showing what he brings to the table to the main roster on SmackDown? Bruh, no. Do not push this man to be like that just yet, bruh. That, that's way too fucking soon. That's how you destroy a character before even getting him started. Like, you know... He is, at the moment right now, he's a good upper mid-card, but being a main eventer, bro, at the moment, I can't see it until something else otherwise with him, bro. I can't really see that shit yet. Because, one, he showed, like, he showed the world that he can be a main event. Um, He, he was a main eventer when he was had that feud with LA Knight and NXT. But when it comes to NXT, bro, when it comes to WWE, they, WWE rarely gave this man a chance to fucking shine. Because this man is a former million-dollar champion, and this man is a former NXT North American champion. After that, this man has barely had any matches, bro. Barely had matches like that. He's never won tag team gold, and he's never been NXT world champion. Never. But, you know, I could see this man maybe becoming a really good United States champion when it comes to the point, when it comes to that time, or IC champion. But main event, you're just asking for fucking too much, bro. You're really asking for too much. Like, in a way, bro, because he, he fits that underdog persona. I mean, and, and it, he literally fits that Daniel Bryan underdog persona, bro. Because um, cause Daniel Bryan, when he was in, or Bryan Danielson, I should say, you know, was a was an underdog for many goddamn years. And I mean many, many years, bro. Many years. I mean, he was world heavyweight champion at one time. And then after that, he was, you know, he had the WWE championship and the world heavyweight championship. And he was the underdog of that match. And he beat Batista. He made he made uh, Batista tapped out during that main event match and that triple threat match. And yes, in, in a way, Cameron Grimes gives me that underdog persona, bro. But at the moment, bro, like you can't. Like, you, you got to think about this, man. Just because every NXT call-up, he'll be he'll be very hot and pushed as the next big superstar, bro. He's not going to be the next big superstar. Like, if you think about it, Ricochet, bro. They, Ricochet, Ricochet was a former NXT champion. Former North American champion, I should say, bro. And this, this man is supposed to be, like, he was supposed to be called as the next big thing, bro. He's literally stayed in the mid-card scene. And the tag team scene for a long fucking time, bro. Has never moved up to to be like a main event star, except for one time that he had a match with Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown before the pandemic. And he was he wrestled he he literally wrestled Brock Lesnar for the for um for the WWE Championship, bro, and lost. And it was a squash match, bro, because. You know, it's Brock Lesnar, bro. It was Brock versus versus Ricochet. We already knew who was going to win in, during this match. Like, Ricochet had no chance. I mean, what I say? He, he Is he worth it in the main event scene? Yeah, he could be worth it in the main event scene when it comes to world titles. But to be paired up against Brock, bro, that was like a no chance right then, <laughs> right then and there. It was no point. But, like, like you see what I mean, bro? Like, you got to think about it, bro. 
like they like when they when they're getting pushed to be the next big thing, then they like they go for the mid card title and then they lose that and then they continue to lose and start going downhill. And then rumors start fucking around that he's supposed to be due for a long push that never fucking comes at all. And just like LA Knight, like saying that he should be a top star, but they they have him lose every single week. And he was just left off of WrestleMania, bro. Like, for a popular person that was on NXT, that was the most likable character on NXT, besides some of the other NXT greats on that list, that that got that call up. And when immediately when he hit the main event scene, bro, he just kept losing matches. Just kept losing matches. He lost small, he lost every he lost a match against, against Xavier Woods. He lost the, you know, Intercontinental Contenders match. For WrestleMania, shoot, he was supposed to even get a match. Uh, he was supposed to even get a match with Bobby Lashley, and then they both got kicked off the card. So that already tells me there, right? Like being pushed as the next big thing, bro, only happens to certain people, bro. Only happens to certain people. Only people that Vince and now Triple H sees as the next big thing, bro. Even though, yes, there's some stars that can be pushed as the next big thing, but not everybody's gonna get pushed as the next big thing. I hope. That yes, like in um Cameron Grimes will be pushed as a thing later on, like way later on, give him maybe like a good five years to develop himself, and then he can be pushed as like you know as a world champion. But as for right now, no, hell no, I don't see that happening, bro. One too soon, too early to predict that, and three, bro, he just like I said, he's only been on the main roster for a couple of days. He's only wrestled one match on the main roster. He only wrestled one person on SmackDown. Give this man time to cook, and then we'll see what happens. But right now, now is not the right time to announce to announce. Oh, he needs to deserve. He he deserves a big push to be a main event star. Fuck no, bro. Too soon, Junior. Too soon, Junior. But anyway, that's it for today's episode, y'all. Thank you for everybody to tune in, listen to me, vibe with me, and chill with me. So, like I said, Night of Champions is coming up. Obviously, I'm going to be talking about that. Um, I'm going to be talking about some other juicy topics, especially about the whole Baron Corbin thing, him losing to Cameron Grimes in a matter of seconds and setting himself up to lose. That, I will talk about Baron Corbin and, you know, what he should do next, all in my next, you know, podcast episode and all that. But for now, hope everybody enjoyed this podcast episode. Every, I hope everybody enjoyed listening to what I have to say. My opinion, my opinions about, you know, the whole thing about Randy Orton and Roman Reigns going after four titles, like being a four belt champion and just how just the craziness of WWE. It's, it's insane to me at the moment. But anyway, this is a boy Antoine TV Two, the host of Organized Mess. You can follow me, Antoine TV Two, across all social medias, including my YouTube channel. You can follow the podcast channel. Organized Mess on YouTube, and you can follow it on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram as well, too. So, hope everybody have a great night. Peace, y'all, and have a great, great rest of the week.